This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of THN Cover to Cover. It's your show. Joe and I literally do nothing on this show. Who are Joe and I? Well, we're the hosts of the Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. I am Matt Bonham. Across from me is Joe Patrick. Say hi, Joe. I'm Joe Patrick. So each week we host our regular show where we post the question of the week and you can call in and answer that. It's as simple as calling 402-819-4894 where you can leave us a message or you can call in live, but you got to follow us on Facebook and Twitter to find out when we are going live. That's where we blast it out. So find us, follow us there. Or you can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. We need you to keep your messages and your MP3s below two minutes so we can share the air. But if you call in live, sometimes we'll talk to you for up to 10 minutes. If things are going well and we're having a good time in the conversation, Joe Patrick, before we get into the show, I need you to reset the question of the week, please. This week's question came from Brian Domingos, who asks, quote, Let's say you could only read the catalog of one creator, writer, penciler, inker, colorist, etc., for the rest of time. You have access to no other comics, just the entire works of that chosen creator. Dan DiDio. Who is it and why? <laughs> and quote. <clears throat> I'm going to hate read Dan DiDio for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, good news. You can read the last like eight issues of the really bad <laughs> Superboy run <Yeah. laughs> that he co-wrote with uh, Jimmy Palmiotti. Don't forget about the first six pages of the Commandy Challenge. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Hey. All right, let's get into it. This is going to be a good one. Caller, you are on the air with THN, cover to cover. Who dis? Hola, THN. It's JD. Gotta catch them all. Hey. Okay. What up, JD? How we doing, brother? Good. Apparently, my name doesn't apply to Pokemon anymore. It's THN Cover to Cover episodes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Got JD. Got to call them all. What do you want to talk about today, JD? Well, the question of the week I answered last time, which is Warren Ellis. So okay. If anyone wants to hear my thoughts on that, listen to the last episode. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, no, I okay. So Marvel and uh, their whole shitting the bed on the. Retailer Summit. I know where you're going here. Okay, let's get into it. What are your feelings? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, all right, so... Well, you know what? Let's reset it real quick. For those who don't know, they sat down with retailers, and they do this every year to say, here's what we're planning, here's what we've got going on, get excited for this, and a bunch of retailers said, well, you know, you guys changed so many characters so fast, and we're having trouble with sales, and they said, oh, hey, we heard you, you're right, we learned that nobody wants diversity in comics. You are <laughs> paraphrasing that very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. severely. It's not exactly what they yeah. said, but they did say well, something similar. I mean, it, actually, yeah, I mean, it's pretty damn close to what David Gabriel said. He said, you know, the sales numbers have come back, and, uh, you know, what they're telling us is that, uh, Nobody wants diverse characters, and that's and we're listening. Right. Uh, and you know, I think honestly, I've, I've been I've had complicated feelings about this uh, as a creator myself. I'm, but also a liberal. I you know I want diversity, but I'm also, you know, everyone says, well, we need to get people of color and diverse writers to write these characters. Right. Which I agree with. But at what point are we going to start? 
you know, saying who can write what, who's allowed to write what character. I'm 100% with you here. There, uh, a while ago, Mark Wade, one of our favorite writers, super talented guy, he wrote a book mm -hmm. called Strange Fruit for Image. And Strange Fruit was a fantastic book about racism in yeah. America. And people right. attacked him, not because the book was tone deaf, yeah. not because the book wasn't well written, but they attacked him because it's a white guy writing it. And that is just insanity. Right. I'm sorry, but that's insanity. Though it, That's like saying, how dare you try and write Darth Vader? You're not a Sith Lord. You know, I mean, like... It, it, All right, now, yeah, hold on. Exactly. What I'm saying is, where do we draw the line? All right. We can't write fiction for the sake of fiction, or, I mean, come on. That's like saying no one should be able to write an autobiography unless you're related to the person that you're writing about. Yeah. It doesn't make any well, sense. autobiography means that the person writes it. Pardon me, a biography. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, I think that it's a very complex issue, and nobody is uh -huh. saying that they, nobody is saying that, like, Mark Wade can't write uh, a story no about those topics nobody is saying that um um you like a white guy can't write a book about a woman it, it's uh it's that straight white men have dominated the landscape of american comics for sure. 75 years mm -hmm. maybe the next time you launch a book about a person of color or a female character that you go into the vast collection of up and coming new creators. Well, sure. From but, all walks of yeah. life and find somebody that can actually speak to that character's experience. But what if they don't have that idea? I mean, Mark Wade had this idea. Should he have said, Oh, I've got this great idea, but I can't write it because I'm white. You know, like most of these yeah. books most of these books that launch from Marvel are not prompted by creators. No, they're prompted I agree. by Marvel. Yes, and Marvel's and okay, let's get back to the diversity thing. Of course, well, we need I, diversity in our comics. We absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. But Marvel, in, from not just my opinion, but from a lot of people's opinion, went, okay, replace everything at once. Fe we'll get, right. uh, you know, mixed race uh, Spider-Man. We've got female Wolverine. We've got female Thor. We've got, you know, and just all at well, once, it, they washed it over lot, you. And yeah. yeah. And a lot of those ideas were good, but I think it was, I think there were some tone deaf issues, but I think... What I came away from all of the thinking is that maybe Marvel and DC aren't the place for those things anymore. Uh, I think we're going to find that the characters that are going to last coming out now are, aren't going to come from them. They're going to be oh, I see Marco and Elena. Okay. Uh, they're going to be Hellboy. I mean, yeah. You know, and the thing is, is yes, Batman and Avengers are still going to put up big numbers, and they're going to they're going to dominate. Uh, you know, on the on the ratings and numbers landscape. But you know, consider it like TV. What's the most watched television show in in the world? NCIS. Yeah. I think Marvel and DC have swiftly become the CBS and NBC of comics. They're the lowest common denominator. They're just going to hit the middle of the road and as much as i was a marvel zombie and i love it but i think we just have to see it for what it is i you know captain america is the mark Harmon of comic books <laughs> right on jeff I, like i i think that like i understand what you're saying and i'm not uh, even saying that i disagree but i think that like saying well maybe that's just how marvel is now kind of absolves marvel in a way from having to try and I don't agree that that should be the case. Well, I will say m maybe it is who they is, but that doesn't mean they can't strive to be better. 
Yes. That doesn't mean they, they can't. must strive to be better. And if they want to do this, oh. if they want to inject diversity in their comics and they want to give us new characters, we always want new characters. I don't care what walk mm-hmm. of life they're from. I don't care what color they are. I love new characters. Develop them. Don't just drop them on yeah, us well, and go, here you go. Bam. I mean, yeah, nobody. I yeah. Mean, sure. When they put out um, Riri in the pages of Iron mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. The whole idea was to get press. Was to say, oh look, a little well, black girl appeared, is going to be Iron she Man. She appeared for several issues in, in yeah. Iron Man before they she did. Uh, that. Yeah. But that's just it. It's like, are you going for diversity or are you going for headlines to try and sell a few books? And then after that, what well, is the plan? Is there a plan? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's that is another. And I apologize that we keep talking over <laughs> Jeff because we've obviously right uh, not had a chance to cover this on the show. If anyone was really expecting a giant corporation to be the forerunner for making lasting change right uh they haven't been paying attention to the history of the world sure ever and you know what i'm on their side to an extent where i mean i see their side of the argument where yes if you take thor out of the thor book it's not going to sell as well if you take wolverine out of the wolverine book it's not going to sell as well this is such as the nature of things you know yeah well people's favorite characters Maybe, but maybe also if they stuck to their guns a little bit. You know, actually, right. if you're going to do a legacy character, do a fucking legacy character. I mean... Yes, I agree. I think the worst thing that happened to, the worst thing to ever happen to Sam Wilson, Captain America, was Steve Rogers coming back. Yeah, it's, you can't have your cake and you know, eat it, too. It, definitely. It take, you know, take, a page from, take a page from DC. When was the last time we saw Alan Scott? Yeah. Uh, the Earth 2 you know, comic. Take, Which don't take a legacy. <laughs> take a legacy character and actually let the legacy move on i'm with you i hear you yeah jeffrey it's good to talk to you man we yeah our phone's ringing off the hook buddy (laughs) we gotta move on but yeah it's it's a complex topic it's very uh, people have a lot of opinions about it um the important thing is is that we can't just say uh this is the way it's always been or well what about this we're they're trying here it's that we got you've got to listen to one another right and not just mm-hmm. dismiss people's opinions just because you might think something differently or you don't understand the full issue. Absolutely. So thank you for bringing it up. I hope that uh, we can all agree Marvel needs to do better <laughs> in many, <laughs> yeah, many areas. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. Talk to you later, brother. Thank you. Caller, you are on live with THN Cover to Cover. Who this? Is this D? Good morning, D. How hey. are you? Morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. You know, we're just kicking yeah. it, having some coffee. It's sunny outside. You know, what do you want to talk about, brother? Um, I like the question of the week. It was an awesome question, and I like is, is Mark Millar. Like Mark Millar, just his work is just awesome. Not a bad choice. I know I got pulled stuff in the forum, and I'm reading Reborn right now. It's freaking awesome. But that's not what I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. I want to ask you guys a question that I sent of uh, MP3 in about before. Uh, recommended regret. You guys were at the comic book shop. You guys had a lot of questions come to you very all the time, like, read this. Mm-hmm. What should I read? Sure. What, what was offered to you guys that you guys regret reading? Oh, I got one. Wow. You betcha. <laughs> Many oh, years ago. Here we the, go. Uh, this is what you sent the MP3 about? Yep. Okay, we, we haven't had a chance to check it out yet, so we'll just get into it. Uh, awesome. Many years ago, when Matt was working at the comic shop, but I had not yet started, I was just a customer. Matt pushed a book on me, and I trusted him like a fool. Oh, please. And that book was uh, Crusades, 
or Crusaders? Crusade. Crusades. It, it was Crusades it, with an S. Yeah. Uh, it was a Vertigo book. It was written by Steve Steven Siegel, yep. uh, who has written a, a number of weird things. And Kelly Jones. Kelly Jones was on the art. That book was a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit. <laughs> and Matt's like, oh, you're going to love it. It's awesome. I don't even think he'd read it. I loved both creators, and I wanted to be so excited yeah, about it. Yeah, and I bought it because I trusted my friend. And Surely he wasn't going to lie to Vertigo me. Vertigo was whooping ass at the time. I figured, oh, how, could this go, you know, how could this go wrong? Yeah, it went wrong. He wanted you to review it. That's what it was. He wanted yeah. you to review, review, review the book for him. That's all it was. <laughs> Pretty much. And we had ordered a bunch of them, and I was trying to get some off the shelves. So... <laughs> You know he, how that he goes. abused his power as comic shop clerk. You know how that goes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a book I regret reading. That somebody recommended. To oh, you. that somebody recommended to me. Yeah, man, that's tough. I. Look at one, right? Jeez, yeah. I don't know. I have to kick it around. Well, Matt, kick thinks it about around. It. Do you have one D? Answer, answer towards the end. Yeah, we can do oh, that. Oh yeah, we can do that. Do I you have one? Later. Do you have yeah. one D? Uh the voice. Oh yeah. I, it's not because it was bad, it was because it, it fucked through my head. <laughs> like, I, I worship superheroes, and reading that book, it just, like, trashes on all of them. Yeah, on it's Iron a, Man, and Batman, I love the boys. <laughs> it's a pretty harsh deconstruction. I yeah. loved the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I just felt like a little kid taking my thumb after reading that, reading that story. Like, oh, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I can't. This is horrible. I totally get that. That's great. I totally get it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna have to kick mine around. I'll get my answer later on the show. You'll hear it. Please though, do. I, promise. I, I will. can't wait to hear it on the episode. All right, man. We'll kick it around and we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Please do. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna take it easy. Have fun. All Thanks right, buddy. Calling, have brother. a good weekend. Caller, you are on the air with THN. Cover to cover. Who this? This is Jeff Hit. What up, Jeff? Jeff How are we Hitt, doing? The mysterious Jeff. Yes. Yes, I am the mysterious Jeff. As you <laughs> don't fit to call me. I'm like, well, it just said so possible. It just said Jeff. So possibly have so many Jeffs. <laughs> Everyone else had first and last name, and yours just said Jeff. Yeah. I was like, well, we got Jeff right. Ketchum, we got Jeff Hit. So yeah, we have two. You know, we have at least two yeah. Jeffs. Jeff, yeah. maybe three. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, whatever. You know, we can never have too many Jeffs. What no. do you want to talk about, you're, brother? You're, you're number one Jeff in our heart, though. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> well, I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, two different comics that I read this week. Okay. And how they kind of typify kind of how I feel about comics right now. All right. So the the first one I read was the first issue of X Men Gold, which was a comic that I think I was supposed to really be excited about and supposed to really like. Oh, we were all supposed to be super excited. <laughs> yeah, and like I've loved the X Men as a, as a concept since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So like I you know I still care about them. But like a lot of things that I liked when I was a kid, like, I just don't think I like it anymore. Yeah. Like, it's a perfectly serviceable, like, it's, it's great for other people. The explanation, the story, it's all just fine. But, like, I didn't tell anybody about it. Like, if someone asked me if they should read it, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Um, well, let me ask you this. I, Are you, uh, you said that, like, maybe you don't care about the premise anymore. Do you truly feel in your heart of hearts that maybe you're just done with the idea of the X-Men? Or do you just think that this execution, pardon the pun, the latest of the latest book is uh, so watered down execution <laughs> that you just don't give a crap about it? Or you just feel nothing? Both. Like, like, like I don't know that I would have liked the X-Men regardless of who is writing anymore. Really? I feel that way about a, yeah, and I feel that way about a lot of superhero comics. 
the superhero comics that I like the most right now are the ones that are really, really different or are just light years better than anything else. Like, and I think like mighty Thor and the okay. unworthy Thor is a good example or what Dan Slott's been doing for the last several years on Spider-Man. Those are both such great executions of superhero comics that they're great. But I, I really feel like superhero comics is just something like, I don't know what you can do with them anymore that I haven't already read a million times. That's fair. And, and so I'm just less excited. And I think the movies may have accelerated that process for me because you see them in movies and it just, yeah, if I want that fix, I can go get that fix in two hours. Okay. That's fair. As opposed to sequentially following a story for months and months. Well, here's, here's, and I'm going to go into it more next week on our regular show because we're going to talk about X-Men gold, but I do think this latest X-Men relaunch is the safest thing they could have done. Yes. It yes. is I agree. absolutely I 100% agree. pushing no boundaries. Yep. It, not was the, it was the most We're not getting rid of any of the new characters you like. Yep, We're yep. in some of the old characters are still here. Oh, and look, they live in New York. And yeah. You like well, it, right? We all know we're just we all know we're just one or two months of bad sales away from them bringing back original Wolverine too. Of course, yep. So it's 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 just and and, and so yeah. So I, I I just felt like here is this thing I'm supposed to be super excited about. I remember being excited for X Men number one. I, I you know all of that, and then I read uh, Rock Candy Mountain. Okay. This week, and it blew me away. Like. I was like, this is a comic book that I'm actually excited to read. I want to tell people about. Yes. That's the thought, Kyle Starks book. Yes. Uh, the guy that did Sex Castle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Hobo Fights, The Devil, you know, it's just, it's, it's brilliant, right? And like one issue, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy this every month. And I will buy this every month and I will make all my friends buy this. And I feel like the books that I feel that way about now they're not being published by the big two. They're being published by image and dark horse and boom. And I'm sure IDW and I'm sure, you know, stuff like that where it's like, they're not constrained by some big, uh, corporate kind of decision. I mean, not that there's not corporations involved, but it's, not, it's different. Well, no, but at the end of the day, it's sales that make the major decisions, not story yeah. at DC and Marvel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have yeah. to, yeah. they have to answer to sales and that's, Yep. Part of the gig, yep. you know, yep. that's one of the reasons, uh, WrestleMania just happened last week. And there was a perfect example of that where all the f wrestling fans walked out like true wrestling fans walked out going, why the hell would you end like that? And, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it, but the reason they ended the way they do is because kids love this wrestler and the other one was too old. And so it's time for him to go yep. away. You know, and like, it's yep. the same thing. You know, it's like we've got yep. to please the masses. And you and I and yep. Joe, we're not the masses. We're just old, grumpy bastards. Yeah, well, and I'm, I'm okay with them. Like, I, I, I legitimately am perfectly okay with every legacy hero that was introduced in Marvel. Sure. Put, put, you know, put, put whoever you want in the Captain America costume. Jane Foster is argu arguably a better Thor than Thor has been for years. Totally agree. Um, right. Like it's like, I'm, I'm a hundred percent behind that. It, it's, it's not that I care. Like there's nothing about Spider-Man in my mind that makes him Peter Parker or Miles Morales. They're both fantastic. Sure. I just don't really want to read 
about that kind of stuff anymore. Like, like Valiant superhero stuff is so much more interesting to me than anything Marvel. For sure. Yeah. There's no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. Well, and, and well, there are, but, there, but I think there are some rules. It's just that the heroes act like heroes. The non, like, like Faith is a great example. She acts heroically all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a great throwback kind of a book. It's also just because like, Faith is genuinely a sweet person, though. It's not like well, she, what she made one mistake and she will always pay for it, or you know, like no, yeah, she's just no. a very good person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's Peter Parker without all the baggage. Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly, you know, exactly, and I love yeah. Faith. That book's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 what I want to talk about. It's just kind of, kind of like how much hype. There was for this book, and, and 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 honestly, like, I was like, yeah, I, I think I'm ready to enjoy this again. And I bought it, and I read it, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. You know what, Jeff? <laughs> it's not Marvel. It's not the X Men. It's you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's it a me. it's it it's you're, kind of Marvel. You're yeah, grown it is up. Marvel. You've grown up, and I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so I, I get to wear a big boy pants yeah, now. Yeah, look at you. But you know what? But like, I don't know. To Jeff's point, like, I I I totally am with him about just like being exhausted. Yeah. A little bit by some of the stuff uh, about them, like Marvel is obviously trying to like scramble back and 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 uh, pull back this this audience of longtime fans that are moving away by like, oh, but look, look, look here, we're giving you back the X Men, we're giving you back the X Men, right? And and we're gonna do this Generations event, and we're gonna have mm-hmm. the Kirby the Thor and and uh, Captain Marvel from the seventies. I know I keep smashing this metaphor, but they keep trying to have your cake and eat it too. Right. That's all Uh, they're trying to do over and over and over again. I don't know what it is about Marvel doing these sort of things that I just kind of roll my eyes and go, okay. But when DC does it with DC Rebirth, and I'm like, I'm I legitimately love a lot of the things that DC is doing right now. Right. And I'm not sure why it's okay for me. It could be distance. It could be distance because it's been a long time since we've loved DC. And so now you put some like legitimately good Batman stories or Superman stories where there hasn't been for such a long time. Maybe we look at that and go, Oh, well, that's so refreshing. I I think, I think, (laughs) I think a key difference here is that like the Superman books are not trying to tell the exact same stories that the Superman books used to tell when I loved them at their prime. Yes. Sure. But it's that they feel like they did. Right. Yeah. Whereas Marvel I, I, is I think Marvel is scrambling to put out an, a second Peter Parker book where he's a schlubby yeah. loser. Yeah. Which might be and it might be great. Chip Zdarsky, I like him, but yep. um it, it they're trying to like replicate if whereas yes. DC is just trying to go for a feeling they're affi- yeah. they're applying formulas instead of applying creators it feels well, like. what I think is interesting right now with the Marvel DC is that the most books that I'm most interested in Marvel are the new characters the moon girl the squirrel girl the Ms. Marvel the the weird stuff it's not like your a-list it's not even your b-list it's like your c-list characters where, right. the, where the creators have more freedom those are way more interesting than the main books and then dc all their t- second tier and all their tertiary characters in my mind those books are just garbage and yeah. with batman and superman they're kind of getting it right it's not to my liking but they're getting it more right so their main books are better way better than the second tier so they they're, they're throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks like and it's just like, even like the, the Titans and the Nightwing book, which should be really good, are just kind of okay. Oh, I really like and Nightwing. Like, <laughs> I've really yeah. been enjoying yeah, it. But yeah. I mean, yeah, I, but I, no, totally I, get, I, I hear what you're saying. I absolutely hear what you're saying. Like, 
Like Marvel, Marvel's minor than them. I just think Marvel's doing way better things with their minor characters than they are with their major characters right now, with the exception of Spider-Man. Dan Slott Spider-Man is, is as good as Spider-Man's ever been. I totally agree. And time. everybody that bitches about it, 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 it just, I don't get it because I love it so much. I'm 100% well, with you. You have things, you have things <laughs> that he's doing that is a payoff from stories from seven years ago. Right. I mean, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can't love what he's done with the right But also, you don't have like to have read that story seven years ago to still have fun with exactly. the payoff. You know, it, exactly. Slot really exactly. is a genius with this stuff. Jeff, yeah. thank you so much for your call. That was a fun little mm -hmm. discussion, buddy. I'm sorry yeah, we're all later, getting guys. old. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it's life. Yeah. Every time I see, every time I see you, Matt, you have more gray. And I'm I like, know. Oh, I know. I do. If it gets much worse, we'll just join hands and we'll walk into the Missouri River together. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I think the stench alone will kill us before you. Oh get yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's not that deep. So. <laughs> Bye, Jeff. Bye, guys. Hello, caller. This is Two Headed Nerd calling you. You, you tried <laughs> so going, hard to get through. Desperately trying to get through, ladies and gentlemen, our very own Black Scorpion, the four. <laughs> He's the three. The three. I'm sorry, the three. I kept thinking his son already killed him and took his power. I apologize. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the three. Yeah, you guys are you guys are hot. You're lighting up the lines today. So I'll tell you what, man. Way to be in demand. Uh, we hey, learned, I got a question for you. We learned something new, though. He was calling at the same time somebody must have been leaving a voicemail because he got a busy signal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so there you yeah. go. You get a busy signal? Keep trying. That's all we ask. Or we'll, or we'll call you back. Black Scorpion, what do you want to rap about, brother? Well, well first of all, do you know if any of the calls were uh, Danny from Iowa or first time, long time? <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so. so. I think they're dead to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Danny from Iowa well, still follows us on Twitter and he, and he, uh, he likes all my tweets. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's good. All right. <laughs> so he's out uh, there. Good to know. Well, well uh, I, I did have an answer to the question of the week and I think it's kind of obvious for me, but, but I also want to know about Matt's feelings about WrestleMania. Okay, we can touch on that real quick. I'm just going to touch, look, I enjoyed WrestleMania. It was fun. I uh -huh. thought uh, all yes, the sir. matches exceeded my expectations, except for the very last one that they stuck us with, which was Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. And I know what they're trying to do here, but I could not help feel terrible for The Undertaker for being too old to be asked to yeah. do that, not being able to say no, because you know he's just that guy. And... Yeah, yeah. It was just bad. After four minutes, he was completely gassed. It looked terrible. Did Roman Reigns twist the Undertaker's head off? No, no. In fact, Roman mm -hmm. Reigns looked like he felt so bad about what happened afterwards. He looked embarrassed. And they've said, and yeah. I don't care about Roman Reigns. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's a great wrestler. I love the guy. But I also do think he's an important part of the WWE. And this was a terrible, terrible way to try and get him over on the crowd. Because now oh, yeah. he looks like the asshole to beat up an old man. That's all he looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. And and it sets him up to be a it sets him up to be a really good villain, but uh, they're not going to follow through. And no. In terms of comics, I would love to see the parallels. The the people they want you to like so much that would be better off as villains. I mean, I'm going to post that on the question of the week sometime. Ooh, I, I like I think it. Could be worthwhile. I That's like a good it. Question. Uh, but 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 my uh, my answer to the question of the week I think is obvious because Kurt Busick is he's kind of like my everything I think Astro City is my desert island title if I could only read one comic that would be it not about the gamut of all the fields but but the other thing is you know name a title I, he he did Avengers he did What If he did What the and I even like. I think if anybody makes a pick, they should pick a writer who does crappy titles too. And he did the adventures of Jello man and wobbly wow. and, <laughs> night, and 
Let's not forget Night Thrasher either. He did both of those. Okay. So. <laughs> yes. He did work on some Night Thrasher. Yes. <laughs> Kurt Busiek. That's right. I like that you're owning all of it, though. That's good. You're, you're just oh, owning yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's Im- my guy. It's important. I'm sitting down and I'm reading it. <laughs> he had. A, he yeah, also I mean, wrote Power Man and Iron Fist back in the 80s. That's true. That's true. That's right. That's right. But I, I, I like I like bad titles in the quarter bins a lot, and I don't know if you guys do that in your treasure trove if you look for the bad stuff, but I want something that's just crappy every now and then where it's like, oh, this is the shitty toy line tie-in or something sure. like that. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and I get even some of that with Kurt Busiek, so. And Conan the Barbarian, that's great, too. So oh, yeah. He, he really does run the gamut. And uh, I wanted to be Mark Wade, but for Mark Wade, the thing is, I don't know. He, he's got runs and arcs that I like a lot, but Busek, he's just kind of steady where everything is just good and contributes to the overall title a lot. And okay. I, I like that a lot. I, I'm not going to say Busek's better than Wade. I'm just saying different. that's my explanation. Just different. And if anybody, if anybody calls in who's a Batman fan and they don't say Chuck Dixon, I will be very, very surprised. I'm with you, 100%. <laughs> Although you may have to go read uh, the Chuck Dixon uh, uh, Clinton money book or whatever. <laughs> oh, His geez. conspiratorial yeah. anti-Clinton. like. <laughs> Oh, I am not going to bat for his political views. Oh, I can man. Be more Don't get me wrong. I'm glad the guy's I mean, working. I'm glad he had a bestseller. Good, you know, but Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, he's a little loopy. All right. Well, hey, hey thanks for feeling my call, fellas. Hope, hope it's going well. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, sir. Well, good Have to hear from you, brother. Uh-huh. Like? Whoop. Cut him off. Sorry. <laughs> Caller, you are on the air with THN Cover to Cover. Who this? Hey guys, it's Jason Sachs. What up, sexier? Hey, How we doing? Jason. How you doing, guys? Happy Saturday. Thank Happy you. Happy Saturday to you, sir. What do you want to rap about? So I was thinking about your, your question this week. This is a real kind of Rorschach kind of test of question. It is. Because it's like, gets to totally like how you think about your comics, right? Is it about quality or quantity? Is it about the things you love and you keep coming back to? Or just like taking this main line like a drug, a drug of like panels and art and story all like flooding into your veins, right? <laughs> wow. Because if you're that second kind of person, you choose someone like Jordi Belair, who's worked on a lot of really good comics over the years, and you get this whole broad kind of panoply of comics, right? Sure. Uh, or you pick someone like a single creator, like a Warren Ellis or someone, you say, he's done a hell of a lot of great comics, and I'm going to just keep coming back to them over and over again. And that to me is like the difference between a fan who just consumes everything and a guy who just loves like his certain creators and stuff. Okay. And so I think the answers are going to be really cool here this week. Um, I'm going kind of with my classic, classic old school kind of answer. Actually, I'm going with Alan Moore. Really? Really? Because when I think, when I think about the creator whose work I've read the most over the years, like, since I first discovered his work, it's more. And when I think of the guy who I keep coming back to with a lot of his work and keep rediscovering the quality that, that, you know, stuff that like is multi-layered, very interesting, complex uh, thoughts behind it. It's him. If you think about the, everything from Swamp Thing to Promethea to even his Wildcats and definitely the Providence, there's a lot of complex themes there. A lot of interesting kind of look at like, not just our physical world, but the way we interact with our um, larger world around us, the spiritual world, the uh, world of the unseen. It just seems like there's a lot of things that you can kind of meditate on, both in like the normal everyday life and everything kind of above it. Sure. Okay, what about his Avatar stuff? Where do you stand on that? I agree, like Providence is great, but 
I would say his avatar hits are yeah, he, fewer than his avatar misses. But just because you you don't have to read all the things. No, you, no, no. Just, but we're saying that's the only thing you're going to read. So, yeah. Well, but which per, <laughs> but which person hasn't worked on books that I'm not saying good. that. I'm saying yeah. not everybody has worked on books where tentacles were raping people or they were like straight up like Disney princesses <laughs> turned into orgasmic lunatics. You know? Hey, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I bet there's two different Alan yeah. Moores. We, but we all know that, you know, and I yeah. guess if you accept them, if you accept one, you got to accept them both. I'm not saying it's like you shouldn't be reading that or it's gnarly or anything like that. I just don't care for a lot of it. You're not saying it's gnarly. Is that what you're not saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gnarly dude. Well, there, there is a lot of like really nasty shit in there. He yeah. does not treat women. Well, no, he, he really doesn't. And I, I mean, I'm not going to get into the whole politics of that, uh, but some of it just seems like it's, like a way to get his pervy ideas out there. Sort of like Howard Chaikin is another very similar guy who I really like Howard Chaikin. Uh -huh. Very talented. But when Howard Chaikin decides he's going to go for it, fuck, does he go for it? You know, like, <laughs> wow, Black Kiss, man, that book was straight up uh, pornography. Hey, Keith, Keith Silva wrote a very long, smart essay about Black Kiss for our very website. Yes. Many years ago. He did. And... Like, I can't say that it wasn't well-crafted. It's just not the kind of stuff that I need, you know? Yeah, but again, you're, like, you don't have to read everything. Like, Mark Wade has written some real stinkers. Sure. You know, if that's your pick, that's great. But I'm saying, look, we're picking one creator, and that's what we're going to read. Well, when Black Kiss comes out, and be like, hey, I'm reading Howard Chaykin. Here we go. I, <laughs> you know? I love Howard Chaykin, too, though. The guy's a great guy. I agree. And, uh, his comics are, but his range is a little smaller to me than Moore's. It's like, no. Moore does like encompass a lot more. And, pun, pun not intended there. More, <laughs> And also, like, do you judge someone by, like, their worst work or their best work? By sure. the stuff you dislike or the stuff that, like, really is, like, really transcendent? Absolutely. You know, frickin' rocks your world. There's no question right? and, like, that you he's talk of, up You there, talk about Mark Wade, right? Whatever your favorite Wade book is, you know, Avengers or, uh, you know, his Irredeemable series, like, that's, that's great comics, any way you cut it. No, yeah. absolutely, without a doubt. And I think, Matt, you're, you're still hung up on this thought that, like, well... Howard Chaykin's got another book out. I guess I have to read it. No, you don't have to read it. <laughs> yes, you do. No, it's that like you have a TV that only gets one channel, but you don't have to turn the TV on just because there, you're, the, there's a show on. I don't want to go outside, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Alan Moore, you know, Alan Moore is a great pick. I, I, my exposure to Alan Moore came a little later in life, so like I don't have the connection to him that a lot of people did that read him you know, growing up. Uh, like it, at the time it came out, like I, I visited all of those, those books many, many years after the fact. Um, but I can't deny that the dude is not an enormous talent. Oh like, yeah. There's, there are books that he put out that I still think about. I just think about on a rig. I think about top 10. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah. That book was incredible. And that book yeah. has not come out in years. Yeah. Tom Strong as well. I, man, Tom Strong was amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And, and that's kind of my, that's kind of my point in two ways. Yeah, I, I discovered more at an age that was like really important actually for me to keep reading comics because like his, his first Swamp Thing stories came out at the time when I should have been moving away from comics, but the comics matured with me. So having comics like that, having books like that out there kept me reading. It's one of the reasons why I'm still in comics today. Right on. I love comics. And the other is like I find myself thinking about scenes in Promethea all the time. Or, yeah. Um, 
from any of his work, you know, because it, it, there, there's just this kind of greater element to it that I think makes him uh, a special writer. Right on. Yeah, I mean, his impact can't be denied for sure. Without a so. doubt. Jason, always good but to hear from you. But you guys are a special podcast. Oh. Love talking to you guys. <laughs> if you could only oh. listen to one podcast ever, I'm sure it would be this one. It would be This American Life, but you'd be oh. Hey, I understand. <laughs> but what well, you're saying, you'd miss us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your call, Jason. It's always good to hear from you, day. brother. Bye, buddy. All right, later. Time to check the Google voicemail. Let's see what's happening over in Joyzy. Greetings, Joe and Matt. It's John from Jersey. Yes, I'm not dead. Calling in with my answer to the <laughs> question of the week. Just kidding, John. If I could only have one creator's work to read forever, I it's an easy choice for me. Though I'm tempted to say Chris Claremont, I have to go with Kurt Busiek. His Avengers stuff, all his DC stuff. Astro City, I could live on a diet of Kurt Busiek. But what I really want to talk about is the best retcon of all time. Anytime I hear somebody talk about bringing Bucky back from the dead, I get confused because when I read that story, I think I saw something that other people either missed or that wasn't there that I put on there. <clears throat> when the issue came out that revealed everything, it concluded with the Russian dude who was the villain holding the cosmic cube. I hope I'm remembering that correctly. Anyway, my interpretation of this was that history did play out that Bucky died. But when he got a hold of the cosmic cube, which can alter reality, he retconned it himself, that character, Whoa. so that Bucky didn't die and that all that stuff happened. He altered reality. It wasn't Whoa. revealing what had happened. It was revealing how he had changed history. Am I crazy? Is this something everybody just takes for granted and just doesn't talk about? I don't know. Is this something that I'm projecting on there, or do I misremember this entire thing? Uh, anyway, glad to talk to you guys. Have a great day. I, John, thank you. I uh, don't know. You're projecting it, John. You're definitely projecting it. Like They made it clear in no uncertain terms that Bucky's resurrection was legit. Like He was really... He, like He never actually died. Uh, the Cosmic Cube uh, was broken. Oh, if that's you recall right. that. Okay. Uh, not that it didn't have some power in it, but uh, it was not like a fully functioning. Yes. Cosmic Cube. It was. Uh, it was all jacked up. Um, and it has been a while since I have read those, but I think that they would have made that a lot more explicit if they were saying that the yes. guy rewrote reality to keep Bucky from dying. Uh, I think it was pretty clear that that is a real thing. Um, now maybe I'm projecting, but that's how I took it. No, I think you're right in, in retrospect, but that is a cool thing to project. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a definite, <laughs> it's definitely a compelling yeah. what if scenario. Yeah. Like what if, I mean, what is, what is reality, right? If he, if he, if he made it happen or he didn't, that's what happened. I suppose. You're, so you're blowing my mind right I, now. Like, oh. John, that was dope though. Good call. Bananas. Kurt Busiek is winning right now. Yeah, we're not keeping score, but yeah. No, nah, but I mean, he's winning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you, I have not yet settled on my own answer. Uh, I think I have mine. And I'm finding it more, with every call for Kurt Busiek, I'm finding it more difficult uh, to settle on one. Solid argument there. Yeah. Let's go to our first MP3, huh? 
This one just arrived from Dear Ireland. Dear two-headed nerd, it's Shane from Ireland, sending in my MP3 about my one and only comics love. For me, it has to be a writer. Comics is a visual medium, of course, and I have artists whose name makes me happy when I see them on the front of a comic, but I care most about the story being told and it's writers that I follow. So I came to comics in about 2010, and one of the very first writers to grab me that got me recognising early on that I wanted more of his stuff was Grant Morrison. I love me some Grant Morrison. It's sort of like the auteur thing in cinema. Films, just like comics, are a really collaborative medium, but you cannot deny that you know when you're watching a Hitchcock movie or a Tarantino or an Oliver Stone, those guys stamp their work with a style that's theirs. And Morrison was the first auteur that I came across in comics, whose style I not just recognised, but of which I wanted more. I read his prose book, Super Gods, which is sort of a biography and sort of amusing and why superheroes are so popular. And when you read that, you realise what a trippy guy Morrison is. But he's sincere about it. These ideas, these flights of interdimensional fancy, his magical thinking, it's really who he is and what he loves. And I, I love that about him. So what would Morrison get you? You get all of his Batman stuff, which from Batman and Son to uh, Batman Incorporated is my favorite Batman material. His New 52 Superman, which, sorry, I really liked. His JLA, <laughs> uh, Doom Patrol, Animal Man... X-Men, uh, his Invisibles, which I'm still working through, uh, Multiversity 52, and all of this early British stuff like for 2000 AD, which I have not gotten a hold of, but all sounds very interesting. He, I guess he doesn't have the volume of work like, say, uh, Stan Lee or something, and maybe his work isn't known by the non-comics reading population like the way Alan Moore or Neil Gaiman would be, but if I had to stick with one creator forever, I know Morrison is the one I could get something from every single time I read it. Adventure, hard, but something to think about. So, that's my pick. Um, P.S. Yes, a stag party is a bachelor party. I knew I it. did make it back alive. I even had some adventures De Orca would be proud of. Hey! Right. See you next time. Graham Morrison, that's a great pick. <laughs> I, I love Shane's emails that he sends with his MP3s. Uh, hi, Joe and Matt. The one and only, huh? <laughs> question yeah. uh reminds me of that 90s chesney hawks song which will hang, hang tight we'll get there uh quote i am the only i am the one and only you can't take that away from me i am the one and only nobody i'd rather be end quote you might have thought chesney was a dope but you could not deny that the song was catchy chesney's credibility was undermined by a stupid photo shoot he did for the cover of a music magazine a photo of him grinning like a loon with a saucepan lid on his head. Sounds like a character. Ah, Chesney Hawks. What if you were stuck on a desert island with only that song for company? Now that would be hellish. <laughs> uh, so I read that email and I, and the only thing I could think of for the whole thing was Kenny Chesney, who is not the same person no. as Chesney Hawks. But Kenny Chesney and Chesney Hawks are cousins. Yeah. Weird how I that works out. you didn't out. know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love doing Nobody that. knows who Chesney Hawks is. Shane. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. I'm it might sorry. be an Irish thing. I'm sure, yeah, uh, I'm sure Chesney was huge in Ireland. You know, we, unfortunately we cannot look it up or play it on the show. So. Right. No, um, we don't get Irish Google here. We will get sued. Yeah. You just go to Google IR. You can do it. <laughs> oh, he's a, he is a real dopey looking dude. Well, you know, uh, Chesney Hawks is an English pop singer, songwriter, and occasional actor. Okay. Best known for his 1991 single, The One and Only. All right. 
Congratulations on your stag party. And speaking of the orca, guess who's next? Is it the orca, Matt? It is the orca. Here we go. One creator, but I get a whole catalog, huh? Well, I like the Dave Stewart wrinkle here, like maybe, say, Jordy Belair or whatnot. But that got me thinking, hell, how's about Alex Ross? You got a lot of big issues he's done a cover for. You get Kingdom Come, Marvels, a bunch of stuff. Then I thought for a sec and said, what if we put a twist on that? I checked the question again in the forums and decided on Neil Gaiman. See, then I get his comics, like Sandman, his DC work, his Marvel work, like Eternals, 1602. But I also get his novels, American Gods, Anansi Boys, his great collections of short stories. I could be entertained forever. Then I changed again. My answer, Maine's own Stephen King. Huh. Yep, he's a comic creator. American Vampire, that Heroes thing he did for Marvel in the 80s, that great series N from a few years back, all the Dark Tower. But of course, the real prize is that this guy's written over 60 of the best damn books ever. Not just horror either. Shawshank, The Body, which was later Stand By Me, war stories like Hots in Atlantis, detective novels, crime novels, even love stories. Plus, I assume you get all his future work. And while he's getting a bit long in the tooth, he's still cranking out at least a book a year. Next one coming, he co-wrote with his other son, Owen King. Final little factoid, Owen King, when he was a kid, he was the model for the G.I. Joe sneak peek. See, he was a big Joe fan. What? His dad pulled some <laughs> strings and surprised him with it. Weird. Good story, look it up. Did I cheat with this answer? Sure. But when you guys burn all through your Warren Ellis stories or Goth Ennis trades and you're rereading Hitman for the fourth time, I'll only be halfway through Salem's Lot. Kiss, kiss, nerds. It's a little cheating. I'll allow it, well, though. Well, how is it cheating? Well, I mean, I guess we were talking about comic creators, and we've had a couple people touch on novels now. I mean, you know, whatever, that's fine. You can throw it in I there. mean, I guess we did not limit it. to. We didn't yeah. say, like, you we, couldn't read n normal books. Right. Though I guess that would be implied by the question, wouldn't it? Yeah, kind of. Hmm. We did say comics, so I don't know. It's cheating. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not. It's stop calling it cheating. It's not cheating. He picked. He his called favorite, it cheating. He picked his favorite creator. Um, Orca, you didn't cheat. I, I think that it is a viable pick that honestly did not occur to us because we were so focused on comics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, absolutely. He did do some comic work. There's a whole line of Marvel comics based off Stephen King books. I mean, good mm -hmm. lord. But yeah, just the 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 volume of of his novels alone would keep you busy for yeah a long time. Absolutely. All right, Stephen King, I dig it. Yeah, Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hey guys, it's Brian Domingos. I can't call in this week because I'm traveling, but the show's awesome, and I like the new format, and you guys are doing a great job as always. And I'm glad I could call in a couple weeks ago. So this week is my question about the creators and my. Creator of choice is letterer Bill Oakley. Huh. Oakley worked on a ton of different books, and so for me it was the variety. He did most of the Starman issues from number 12 up until 80. Um, he did books like Team 7 in Union and Grifter, uh, Justice Riders, Havoc and Wolverine Meltdown, which was so awesome, that uh, painted book. Oh, yeah. He did some Sleeper, some of the McDaniel Daredevil, which is bad but kind of funny bad. 
Batman the Scottish Connection with Frank Quitely, which is amazing. Daredevil Batman, also with uh, McDaniel. The Doom that came to Gotham, which is that fun little Mignola, yeah. uh, weird yeah. Batman story. And uh, the first volume of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So that's just like a part of it, and it's such a variety. And he's so great, um, or was so great, he's since passed away. But um, oh. he's amazing, and he's a great letterer. And it's cool seeing his stuff in such a wide range of options. Um, I hope other people have other good choices. I can't wait to hear them and hear the show and have a good couple weeks. Very clever, Domingos. Right, excellent. Very clever. So when he posed the question, my first thought was to pick somebody like that. Somebody, right. um, you know, an inker or a, or a colorist or a letter. Sure. Sing your who, fingers on all kinds of things. Yeah. Who has done so many things. Right. But I think that he kind of hit on the problem for me, at least he did most of Starman. Yeah. Right. Uh, he did some of yes. this book and some of that book. Um, and yes, it might be a huge, large breadth of thing, but to not be able to read all of the thing, uh, would probably drive me a little crazy. Okay. Like to not, to, to say, yes, I've got Starman in my collection, but to not be able to have all of it. Right. You know, it, it would be tough for me. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting call. Bill Oakley, a, a very talented, well-respected uh, letterer, did a ton of things. Did not know Bill Oakley died. Yeah, neither did I. That's too bad. That is too bad. All right. But yeah, great answer and great question. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. He was our final call. Let's get into us. I shoehorned mine. I said, okay, I can only read one creator. And I took it as far as I'm going to read everything they do. And I wanted to look at it as a creator that I have always enjoyed. And my one, my one stipulation was I had to enjoy everything that I can remember reading from them. Why would you do that? Because I want to make it as difficult as possible. I want to make it. And that's why I didn't pick a Warren Ellis and I didn't pick a Grant Morrison. And I, there were several creators that at first I just want to be like, Oh yeah, Peter David. I love Peter David, but then I thought about, oh, there's a bunch of Peter David stuff that I don't care for and I don't want to reread or revisit. There's one creator that stands out in my mind that I have enjoyed. I mean, and maybe there's something I'm forgetting, but it's Ed Brubaker. I have enjoyed damn near every Ed Brubaker book I have ever read. So you would be happy reading the works of somebody with a much smaller volume of work. Yeah. And I'm saying by these stipulations, these rules. Because Ed, you love it all. Well, Ed is going to continue to put out more too. He's got a lot of good years ahead of him. Right. But I have enjoyed does everything he? he does. And whenever he puts does something he, out, Matt? I don't even care what it is. I don't need to read solicits. Ed Brubaker is one of those names where a book comes out with his name on it and I'm in a hundred percent. And I can't say that for, I can only say that for a very, very small group of creators, like maybe three or four, but Brubaker, I've enjoyed everything he's ever done as huh. far as I can think. And he keeps putting out super high quality stuff going all the way back to his superhero stuff to now. I mean, like criminal sleeper, uh, Jesus, it, it just, it goes on and on and on. I mean, you could just save the stuff that he does with Sean Phillips only. <laughs> and that would be fine. You know? No, it would not be fine. Yeah. Mine's Ed Brubaker. I adore Ed Brubaker. And I think the guy could do no wrong. I, you know what? I, 
I see where you're coming from, and I appreciate what you're saying. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't pick somebody with such a relatively small body of work. Yeah, I like I said, I was just trying to think of someone that it's like it's all hits, no misses. Zed Brubaker, I want the best of the best. Mm, all right. Yeah, Jason. I, I would say like a younger guy like Jason Aaron is close to that list. He's done almost nothing I can think of not enjoying, but. Ed Brubaker has more. So I'm going with Brubaker. Boom. That's my guy. All right. Well, <coughs> you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> Who's Joe Patrick's guy? You know, I'm, I'm still kind of struggling, to be honest. You got to pick a gun I, to your I know. head. Gun to your head. I'm putting the gun to your head. So my first thought. Pug your head. <laughs> <laughs> first thought immediately when questions like this arise is like Mark Wade. Uh, because Mark Wade has, he's, he's run the gamut. Right. Um, he's done creator-owned work. Mm-hmm. He's had huge runs at both Marvel and DC. Well, he hasn't really had huge runs at Marvel, but he's done a lot of things at Marvel. He's written Spider-Man. He's written the Avengers. He's written the Fantastic Four. Uh, he's written the X-Men, even briefly. Um, at DC, he's got The Flash, which everybody knows is my favorite thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um he has written, he wrote Kingdom Come. The one thing I think he's lacking, though, he's never had like a good, he's never had a run on Superman. Mark Wade has never had a run on Superman. Is that true? Yeah, never. Is that a, that's got to be a conscious decision on his part. Uh, so in. I can't believe they never offered him Superman. In the late 90s, Grant Morrison, Tom Pyre, mm-hmm. and Mark Wade, and there may have been a fourth guy had a pitch in to DC to take over the Superman books. Okay. Uh, and, uh, part of that pitch involved something happening to negate the marriage of Clark and Lois Okay. or not negate it, but like they don't remember it or something. Right. Uh, you can look this all up online and, uh, DC passed. And instead of, instead of that, we got the run of comics that started when, um, Joe Kelly, and Jeff Loeb and uh, Mark Schultz oh, took over. Right. And it was uh, with, great. With Ed McGinnis and yeah, uh, Phil, those were Phil fantastic. and those guys. But like, it's this what if. Like, these guys had this big pitch uh, and DC decided to go in a different direction. And so Wade never got his chance on Superman, really. Right. Uh, he, he's written him in other books. He's JLA and, sure. and, and Kingdom Come and all these things. Irredeemable. <laughs> sure. Irredeemable. <laughs> right. Um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So my first thought was Mark Wade, and then I th- and then I thought, well, yeah, Mark Wade is good, but he's just a writer. Right. What about somebody like John Byrne, who is not only a writer but he's also an artist, and so he's had even bigger runs on even an, an even wider breadth of books. Sure, X Men, Fantastic Four, uh, Star uh, Trek. Sure. I mean, he's done. Yeah, he's done uh, everything. He's got creator own stuff. He's done. Uh, he's done huge DC crossovers. He the re- next man. The next man. Yes. Uh, he did probably my favorite run of Superman comics ever. In the in the eighties, and uh, so he's also had a huge impact on on all this stuff, and so that's kind of where I was at when I started the show. And then people started talking about Kurt Busiek. Uh, and Kurt Busiek is the same sort of guy. He's had, yeah. he's touched, he's had his fingers in all these pies. He's had the run on Superman. Not that great. Uh, but Astro City. And he's done 
the Justice League and he's done yeah. uh, the Avengers. His Avengers run alone is enough to put him like really high on the list on a lot of favorite lists. Sure. Gun to my head. Fuck. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I'm about to murder you. I might just take the bullet. <laughs> no, you have to pick. Now, go. Oh, I don't. Yes. Saved by a friggin' voicemail mm. from Zach Hollowell. Caller, you are on the air with THN Cover to Cover. Who this? This is Zach. How you boys doing? Zach, how are you, buddy? Good, good. Uh, you guys doing well and everything? Yeah. Sure yeah. going good? I'm getting over cold, good, but good. I'm all right. I'm feeling better. Yeah, you know. all right. All right. The so, um, I was out. calling with my answer to the question of the week. Okay. Um, and my answer is, no, I don't think it's possible to circumcise Logan. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm glad you called. <laughs> so you're saying the adamantium runs into his wiener? No, no, no. Healing factor. Oh, healing, no. healing factor. Healing, healing factor. factor. Okay, okay. So um, I do think if he was circumcised pre uh, as a mutation, child. Sure. then he would be fine. Right. Okay. But like he couldn't convert to Judaism, for example. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he couldn't. Work. He couldn't have like an adult bris. Yeah. Uh, exactly. What right. if it was symbolic? A symbolic circumcision. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you did the thing and whatever, you know, sure, I mean, it grew back, but uh, hey, I mean, it's a pop I, I that guess counts. technically he did go through, he could go through with it. Yeah. I mean, it like, just what if it's just ceremonial and symbolic? You he know? wouldn't, it just wouldn't last. Yeah. Maybe he'd have to wear like a little thing that just kind of cuts it constantly. All right. Okay. Oh, God. Or at least holds it back. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like Speedball when he became Penance and he wore a codpiece full of pointy spikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This spiked uh, boxers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, that was uh, interesting. So, I had never thought about Wolverine's penis this much. Here's a question well, When Wolverine's powers kicked in for the first time, okay. did all of his past injuries heal themselves? I would assume. I so. would argue no. Like if he had childhood, no. childhood scars and stuff. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if it's ever been addressed. Yeah, like if you had a bone that healed wrong. Let's say he broke his leg and healed wrong. Like, does it just stay healed wrong? Well, because I mean, it's healed? I mean, it, well, that obviously Wolverine doesn't hobble around. So. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like yeah. hypothetically, like would it repair itself or so, probably yeah, not? My, my question would be is if, is if Logan got circumcised as a baby and lived 12 or 13 years. Does the hood grow back? Does he does he grow back when his powers manifest? I don't know. It, I don't know. It wouldn't be a red hood because that's DC. Whoa! Copyright infringement. And see. Thank you. Thanks Thank for you. calling, Zach. You did it. <laughs> good to hear from you, buddy. Thanks, Zach. Have a good show, boys. All right. See ya. Little uh, Wolverine circumcision talk with everybody, Zach Hollowell. <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of thing you can only get on THN, cover to cover. Uh, Gun to your head, uh, Joe Patrick. Answer the question. In three, two. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. There it is. We squeezed it out of him. You didn't squeeze it out of me. I was probably going to leave. kidding me? I had to threaten you. I was yes, probably going to pick Mark Wade anyway. Mark Wade's a great answer. Mark Wade's right. a great answer. I, I just, Mark Wade is my favorite comic book writer my and just favorite a quality superhero person writer. too you know um you know he's got he's having some rough times online these days <laughs> he's uh but just the sheer amount of enjoyment that i've gotten out of the things that he's done right uh make it hard for me to choose anybody else fair enough uh e even if all i had even if out of all the things he did 
you said not only can you only read Mark Wade stuff, but you also only get the Flash. Right. I'd probably be okay with it. That's fair. Okay, earlier in the show, D asked me if there was a comic book that I was upset about reading. I regretted reading after someone After somebody it recommended it to you, yeah. Two people recommended this book to me. One of them was Joe Patrick. The other one was Big Mike. This book was by Kurt Busiek. It was at DC. Don't tell me the power company, because I did not recommend that book it to you. It was the power company. I did not recommend that book <laughs> you to you. both said. I never even read both it. both said it's going to be great. Pick it up. It's going to be awesome. Josiah Power, Bork, Firestorm, the original Manhunter, Skyrocket, Striker Z, and Witchfire. <laughs> A star-studded cast. It sucked. It sucked so bad. I don't think and you both told me to pick it up. It was terrible. All right. Absolutely terrible. Look, I don't, I don't think it's as bad as you remember. The it's, power company was terrible and it got canceled quickly. Uh, it sucked. Oh, Kurt Busiek also wrote, didn't he also write um, that book Mark Bagley drew? The, the weekly book? Trinity? Maybe. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, it was Busiek and Bagley started it. Yeah, there, was, there were 52 issues of it. it. Yeah, it was right after. It was okay. not good. No, it was not good. It was uh, not good at all. But there was also a lot of editorial coming down at that time. And I wonder if they were like, Kurt, you're in charge, but you have to do this. Nah. Go. That was back in the day of heavy, heavy editorial architecture. They're like, we were having Dan DiDio was obsessed with the weekly series that were 52 issues long. Right. And they all led up to the next big DC event and everything. And oh, man, I'm so glad we got out of that shit. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't blame that on him. I think there was a lot going on there. I think that I think that power company is better than it gets a lot of credit for. It was terrible. Um, it's just maybe not what you wanted. It was terrible. It's not terrible. There's yeah. nothing objectively bad about it. Wrong. It was objectively bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks to everybody that called in today. Thanks to everybody that argued with us. Thanks to everybody that feels a little betrayed by their ex people or their Marvel creators. <laughs> This is fun. This is another good talk show. We got to talk about Wolverine's dick for a little bit. That was fun. You know, and that stuff's not off limits. Call us. We can talk about whatever you want. If you're listening to the show, you've been thinking about calling us, do it. If you want to talk about Wolverine's dick, right on. Call. Let's get into it. 402-819-4894. I'm saying it. Nothing's off limits. That's what we do here, man. It's an internet talk show. We control the content. We can do whatever we want. And you know what? You may have a dissenting opinion. That's fine. Call in dissent. We want to hear from you. Next week, we'll be back with another Two-Headed Nerd comic book podcast. What do we have on the show next week? What are we doing? I don't know. I, I was so worked up planning the Phil Hester show that I haven't thought I about know, what's happening after that. we got to get on this. we got a show coming up. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have the Orcas coming back next week. No. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We did the Ask a Nerd one for the first week. This will be the third week. Oh. Uh, yeah. And then we got to work on a fifth week spectacular. You're right. Yeah. Next week is third week. Yeah. It's the Orca. The Orca will be here. So we need another a, postcard. We need, a, uh, we need another segment. Maybe we'll hop on the Wizard Wayback Machine. We could do that. We haven't done that a little bit. That was fun. Let us know what you thought of the Wizard Wayback Machine. Uh, people did. loved it. Yeah, it was a good time. But for now, kids, this is the Two Headed Nerd signing off.